1: I'm a creator and entrepreneur. And I'm Danielle Alexandra, a stylist and content creator. And we are. In, in case, case you, you haven't have heard, heard podcasts, podcast. we're giving you the behind the scenes and an inside scoop of what really goes down so you know exactly what the fuck is going on. Welcome back to another episode of In Case You Haven't Heard. Happy Wednesday, guys. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. For those of you who are new, I'm Christina. And I'm Danielle. And we're your favorite duo. We are your favorite duo. I think our chemistry is like pretty good. I hope you guys agree. And speaking of chemistry, today we wanted to talk about your favorite topic. You guys are obsessed with hearing about relationships, dating, all that jazz. You love the juicy stuff, I have to say. And you guys sent in your questions when we asked, so
0: we delivered.
1: So this week we wanted to bring another conversation all about dating to you guys. And this time, take it up a notch by having a guest on who's a professional in the field of dating and relationships. What's better than that? Getting some professional tips from a dating coach. I need help.
0: You don't need you help. do need I help. I need
1: help. I need help. I need to learn how to get. everyone
0: needs help. This one's for everyone.
1: If you're single in a relationship, we got the tips for you. But if you're especially if you're single, like do's and don'ts. We'll talk about the apps. We're not going to give too much away right now. But this week's guest is Anita Sedgwick, who is the founder of Shift Dating, who we are super excited to have on as our sponsor for today's episode. So we know many of you are still actively trying to get yourselves out there. And amidst this whole pandemic, we have all shifted our dating experience from in-person to online. I personally hate swiping. I'm too busy to be H or lazy or whatever you want to call it. Some of us are seriously looking for love and shift dating offers
0: you a little guidance to your online dating profile by finding you a partner for love or whatever you're looking for. Get some help in the love department with your own dating concierge so you don't have to worry about swiping left anymore. Book your free coaching session at shiftdating.com now and we'll have everything
1: linked for you guys in our show notes. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a super fun one so we'll just get right into it. All right well we're excited to have you on because our audience loves talking about dating and relationships. (laughs) Do they? (laughs) So yeah, it couldn't be more fitting. Um, Those are episodes that actually do the best. Yeah, they love it. Really? Yeah, they're super engaged
0: with it. They love sending in questions. So we're very excited to have you on because I think they can get some tangible tips and really up their dating game. Awesome. So We did a piece with Toronto Life. It was a fireside chat and everyone came out of that a little bit surprised by how messed up online dating is. So it was a bit of an eye opener and a lot of people were like, oh, damn, I didn't know I was working against the machine. So interesting. What do you mean by machine? Seriously? The reason I started this was I have so many friends that are smart. They're pretty. They're successful both men and women. And they just, they tried online dating for two or three months, two or three weeks. And then they're like, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating. It takes too much time. People harass me or like two weeks later, I'm not getting any matches. What's going on? Or I'm just getting the same guys over and over. And I don't want those guys or girls.
1: I feel that. Right? Especially so, in Toronto. I feel the same rotation of guys. I'm like, I said no for a reason. I didn't yeah. accidentally swipe left. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So really what's happening is there is a massive algorithm that's serving you people that you maybe don't want, but other people want. And so the machine is essentially working against you and you're just like constantly swiping. And the problem is the longer you've been online dating, the worse it is. The more swiping you do, the worse it is. And the more sort of tactical you are, the worse it is. So basically I said, you know what, we've got to fix this. So we're here to, basically my inspiration was working with people so that we can get them through that machine, through that algorithm and start getting them the results that they deserve. So So that was my inspiration. Side story though, I did, I was at a party and some guy uh, had said, you know what? I just hired somebody to go and do all the online dating for me. I said, really? People do that? That was also my inspiration.
1: (laughs) Yeah, kind of like a matchmaker, right? (laughs) Yeah, yep. But not through, I mean, I feel like if I had the funds, I'd be, well, actually guilty of whenever I go to like New York, I get my friend who's like the expert at like, Online dating or the apps to just swipe around for me and slide nice. into people's convos, and then uh, like obviously he will check if I'm gonna approve the the guy or whatever. But for the yeah. most time, first of all, there's a lot of lot of eligible bachelors <laughs> in New York. But he'll uh, just yeah start it all off for me, and then I'll be like, okay, sick. I have a roster of five guys now. I can decide which one I want to go. Nice. Out yeah, it's yeah. like
0: your silent best friend having yeah. someone there <laughs> to kind of help you along, guide you along. Once people find shift dating, once people find your services, what services do you provide for these eligible bachelors, bachelorettes? (laughs) The very initial sort of service is setting up your profile, getting your pictures done right. Some people are follically challenged, right? Or perhaps have gained a few pounds. So how can we work with that authentic person? But maybe put on some captions about, you know, what makes them really interesting? What makes them funny? Get them organized in such a way so that people start to like, well, you know, He's kind of cool. I'd hang out with him and uh, writing up their bios in such a way so that, uh, for example, bios on Bumble are very different, should be different, written differently than, for example, OkCupid or uh, eHarmony or whatever, right? So really structuring up your profile in such a way so that you are set up for success based on your goals and then the app that you believe fits those goals. And we help you identify which app or online dating platform uh, fits your goals, right? So we get them started uh, with that. And then sometimes, uh, and then we give them a few tips, pretty basic, really, that first product or that first solution. And then the second one is much more hands-on. They've got their own coach. They've got somebody that basically reviews the history of the kinds of texts that they've been sending, why they're working, why they're not working, (laughs) and gives them some specific guidance on how they might want to change their tone. And also The cadence of their texting. So, I'm just going to say straight up for men and women that struggle, it's typically because they devalue themselves and that is manifested in their behavior. So, basically, Mm -hmm. the texting habits really make them appear like they don't value themselves as much as maybe the man perceives the value that he has attributed to that person. So, you want to basically come across as, you know what, I'm busy. I have a life. I don't respond ASAP, right? ASAP Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) (laughs) So basically creating um, this sort of sense of, I I am myself, I have, you know, I'm a high value individual and then have a little bit of modesty in terms of how you're texting as well. You don't want to come out as like too like, Hard to get as well, right? So, a bit of modesty with some self deprecation goes a long way. Maybe um, a little self effacement will keep you from going over the top as you playfully challenge him or her. So, really trying to make yourself approachable but not too accessible and always resist the temptation to shield your insecurities with laughter. Women are the worst at that. So, for example, I am um, so guilty LOL of that. Or LMAO I, right? for every
1: single text, that I just yeah. to make
0: yourself not seem serious. so serious. <laughs> yes. So here's an example. Kevin says to uh, you know Danielle, I'm still going out on a mini golf for mini golf tonight, and Danielle says, "Yeah, my friends and I do it at least twice a month. If you're not busy, maybe you should come with us." Uh, smiley emoji. So that's that's a good way to do it. But uh, even better, you should come with add on or tack on, come with us. You'll have a lot of fun. Just own it, right? Mm, Take it. Don't like, oh, maybe you should come. Maybe it'll be fun. Just own it. Come. You'll have a lot of fun. Just own it. And if he doesn't come, his loss. Seriously. So own it, don't add all these little like maybe, you should come. Own it, be confident and if you get rejected, move on. He wasn't meant for you anyway and vice versa. I love how you said at the beginning when you set up everyone's profile, you put in a, you know, a great quality picture, you outline their goals, you it's almost like you're advertising yourself. And I know that sounds a little True. bit, yeah, like you're advertising yourself and also along the way you're keeping that strong assertive dialect and verbiage and you're still advertising yourself through the dating process. If you kind of link it like that, it separates your insecurities. Well, what's more interesting
1: is that shift dating, one of your main things is helping people advertise themselves correctly. And most people don't know how to do that. So that's like, I guess, step A. And then step B is finding, you know, People who will match them, yeah, exactly. Um, But it's really bringing like their people's personalities to the forefront, which is really funny because I think it's funny that people can't showcase themselves online as they would in person, and then when you meet them in person, you're like, "Well, you're way cooler than I would have thought." Yeah, yeah. But um speak a little bit about how you would pick certain profiles depending on certain people, like why someone or why shift dating would choose Bumble for someone or why you would choose, you know, Hinge or again, other online um, sort of platforms.
0: Mm-hmm. Again, it's super, it super, really, really depends on what your goals are. If you're just out there to get laid every weekend, then there are apps for that. If your goal is to, you know, settle down, get married, have kids, you know, right away, then there are solutions for that. So we really sort of help set them, help help them understand ultimately what are their goals. But what we do is we differentiate in a, in one way. And that is a lot of people say, oh yeah, I want a long-term relationship. But then what we do is we step back and say, okay, well, let's go through how you text, how you message, how you've set yourself up everything that you're doing here suggests to me that you're not really interested in a long-term relationship. All of your actions are suggesting that you're interested in meeting people, hooking up, meeting up, having a good time. And if it doesn't work, you know, you're, not gonna, you're not the guy that's going to make the effort or you're not the girl that's going to make the effort. So basically what we do is we look at the act, what the actions are saying versus what they're actually saying, right? Say versus do. And then we just sort of call them out on that and we say, okay, looks like you actually want this. Can we strike a balance? Uh, Yeah, fair point. Let's strike a balance. I do want to meet people. I want to have some fun. But, you know, maybe in like a couple of years, I'll, you know, settle down. (laughs) Okay, good. So then what we do is now that we have a strategy and we understand what your goals are, we set you up based on that. So here's a funny side story. Uh, Not so funny. eHarmony, for example, you go there and everyone just wants to get married right? And like married and basically replace their ex-wife, <laughs> right? They oh, have wow. a, have oh a mom for their kids, <laughs> right? So eHarmony is not for everybody, especially for a lot of, I would argue, high value sort of Toronto type people, right? I might be wrong, but I, I don't know that eHarmony is for everybody. Also eHarmony is very hard to get out of. Uh, that's actually one of the biggest search terms in Google how do I get out of my online dating app? It's like, or eHarmony, you or Tinder, all of them. It's literally the hardest. It's hard
1: to cancel. You can't just cancel your profile right? or delete yeah. your profile. So, listen, so, so many people, like, you yeah. know, especially my age, they get into relationships and, like, you know, like, the girl will be like, why the hell is he still on Hinge? Or, like, the girl, yeah. one, one of their girlfriends will be like, hey, your boyfriend's on Hinge. Like, and you always assume, like, oh, you know, like, he deleted the app, but he didn't actually delete the profile. So if you don't delete the profile, then you're still like lingering.
0: It's also a tool, you know, communication and texting. It's a tool that you need to use. And for someone like me, who's been in a serious relationship for so long, I've been in a relationship before online, like eHarmony and those kinds of things, because those apps. were around. But the apps, I never experienced the apps because... I would very opposite. Yeah, we're very opposite. (laughs) So I would need someone like you if I were to be single because I wouldn't know what to say. Like I (laughs) my texting etiquette now, I know at the beginning of a relationship, especially when you're younger, it's not the same as a mature relationship because you are texting all the time. It's more, it's more a youthful relationship. But as you mature and as you grow up and as you develop, you don't text during the day. You maybe call like you know in the morning and on the way home from work but throughout the day like i don't talk to my boyfriend so i wouldn't even know where to start when it comes to <laughs> texting or getting someone to be interested in me cuz yeah, i'm just it's lazy
1: a of, it's a lot of work playing games it's is a what
0: lot it is. <laughs> what are some benefits um you know having an online dating coach versus maybe someone who is out there finding love themselves it's a good question so the truth is if you really want to be successful so some women there are there's a there's about 20% of men that are successful in online dating and 80% of women that are successful with online dating it's actually the 80 20 rule and then all of those that are kind of left out really struggle and aren't getting the kind of results that they want and so the reason you would hire someone like us is we kind of reset you in bumble or hinge or ok cupid we clean it up We reset things and we start to, because the algorithms now learned how you work. And so now we have to reset how the algorithm has let you play. And that takes time, which is unfortunate, but that's what we do. We say, okay, Jack, Jack's not getting the kind of dates that he's wanted. We have to reset everything. And then sometimes we'll have to like totally delete the profile and just start from scratch, right? Because the system has learned who you are, how you work, how you text, you say hi too often versus making an effort with a little bit of a, but like whatever, hey, you know, always make the take the time to take a look at a couple of pictures, you know she might be playing frisbee in one shot. Oh, that's cool. Do you play ultimate? Or she might have a dog in her lap or she's hanging out with her friends. Oh, they're playing mini golf. Oh, that's cool. You play mini golf. Do you do that professionally? Oh, right. Like take the time, get your cues from those pictures. That's your best, best angle. But if you're just going to like ha- send out the wave emoji or just a hi, you're a hottie, <sighs> it's not going to work. And bubble's going to start <laughs> picking up that you're lazy and it's just going to go eh, 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 and then it's, that's it. So. Yeah, it You're really doing it is- wrong KP. No, I know. I
1: mean, I found honestly I don't like Bumble because I don't like to make the first move cuz I'm ah! know, lazy or just like not interested enough in that sense, but on Hinge sometimes I'll give a reply cuz you can respond to their like quotes versus just photos or their messages. Right, or, sorry. Like their questions is what I should say. Right. The answer to their questions. So I find that sometimes I'm more playful on that angle, but I never send just a wave, but if a guy just sent me a wave, I wouldn't reply because I'd be like, you're annoying. Like put in a a little bit more effort, you know? But have you noticed an increase in people looking for love more recently since, you know, the whole pandemic started and we're resorting to online dating?
0: resorting. That's a funny choice of words. Yes. So yes and yes and yes. Downloads for online dating apps have gone through the roof. And almost exactly when everyone said, okay, we're shutting down isolations beginning mid-March, boom, apps just went 10% increase. Literally, I think it was the third week of March. It all just went through the roof. So you know, I would argue a lot of people have a lot more time. They're spending way more time on social media. And part of social media means spending more time on these online dating apps. But what's happening is they're just, just more garbage like a little bit more, just more swiping, not taking the time. And again, kind of back to my 80-20 rule, 20% of people are taking the time, are making an effort, setting up their profiles properly, while others are just like, eh, eh. They and I use the term the Amazonification of online dating. People set up their profile, they put up a couple selfies, they, you know, craft up a lazy old bio. And next thing you know, they think, oh, it's gonna show up on my front doorstep. It's gonna be like the best package ever. And it doesn't work like that. So it's really... Um, me. It's not Amazon Prime. Me. It's not, yeah. Amazon, it's not Prime. Like Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm like, so, I'm Prime. I, I expect Prime to be delivered. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Do you think also people are getting... Into online dating because they maybe live by themselves and now they're in quarantine by themselves and wish that they had a companion. With oh, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think people are looking for that connection, they're looking to uh, spend time with people, and there's a lot of creative solutions that are coming out from the different apps. Like, oh, you know, they set up in uh, these like virtual. Um, chat rooms for people to connect on. And I think that's great. And so we Mm -hmm. have a whole blog post on how to set that up and how to get, have some fun with it and how to meet people and make sure that your background is good and your lights are good and that you're not wearing something stupid. Uh, But yeah, no, for sure. People are, people are lonely and can, I can't imagine, you know, living in a, you know, 30 story condo all by yourself and, (laughs) and you know 500 square feet and and yeah of course you're going to be looking for something
1: I mean when you say oh like making sure your background's good and you're wearing the right thing I feel like that just seems so obvious like to me for example but you're also in the creative space right you're a content creator so when you're thinking
0: about dating you're thinking about yourself as as sort of you're advertising yourself but I don't think a lot of people think of it that way.
1: I wonder if it, it's a generational thing. Like I would also assume my generation is like our generation savvy, is like more good savvy. to go. But is it a generational thing would you say or is it more like someone might may not really know what they should be doing to present uh, themselves like on a video call or on the chat room? I
0: think it cuts across all generations. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I think you. I could almost argue your generation does a better job, right? Because you are used to being on this medium a little bit more than mm-hmm. maybe somebody that's just gotten out of a divorce can barely figure out how to get Zoom going, oh <laughs> right? God, like, I would die, right? <laughs> oh, what do I wear? Can you hear me and now? Then, yeah, and then they, and then sorry, this is. I'm just going to do this for a second, and then they have it like this. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Um, for you guys listening she just moved her screen up and it's like you only see the eyes in the top of the forehead that is a dad thing to do or iconically if you're on your iphone it's like the double chin yes like sweetheart put your phone up here. get that natural i'm not down to look at your nose hairs right now
0: yeah true right so Uh. So I think it cuts across all uh, all groups. I think everybody could use a bit of uh, coaching on that for sure. One of the things that we also offer for people that really don't know where to start and how to manage it all. And I have one story: a woman has been dating—no word of a lie—online for ten years. She's forty-two, hasn't really been able to find anything, and she's again successful, smart, busy, has a great job, all of the above. She's like an Anita, I literally pick up these apps and I start to have anxiety. And I mm. said, "Like, does it feel like PTSD?" And she said, "Yes, like PTSD." I <laughs> like so that's what's happening. People are so frustrated. So she's really frustrated, and there are a lot of people out there like that. So what we do is we basically take it over for them. We say, "Okay, what do you want to do?" Uh, I would really like to find a partner. I want to settle down. I want to meet my my partner for life. So we set them up on three apps. We take care of all those pictures. Sometimes we'll, cl- we'll again, we'll delete those uh, prof- old profiles and start a whole fresh one. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, some apps uh, hang on to that data. So it's unfortunate. But so we try to call them and say, hey, would you swipe it out? to settle that for them. And then we literally start messaging and texting and searching and swiping on their that. behalf. <laughs> right. And so about, de- again, depending on, you know, how we're moving through the cycle, but you know, about every two or three days we send her a report, say, okay, we found these three guys. This one would really like to have a virtual date. Why don't we set it up for Thursday, whatever, uh, you know, 7 p.m., And we'll send, you know, compliments of shift dating. We'll send both of you, uh, you know, a bottle of red wine or something like that. And you guys can share that. Right. I love
1: this. Right. So so we take care of all of that. So you guys are like the behind the scenes. So like the other user wouldn't know that you guys are organizing it or would they? They don't know. No, they don't know. I would think that's the best case scenario.
0: You know, how, how do I say this? So successful athletes have good coaches in the background, successful. If you want to really, really, if you, if there's a job that you want, you're going to get a professional resume writer to write it for you. Right? So if you want to get something done, right, you hire somebody that knows how to work the system, how to write it, how to craft it, how to basically start getting you the results that you deserve. And then we hand it off to you. So we're like, okay, so good luck on that first date. Here's some tips. Here's your second date. But they really do have to own it from there on. So what's some advice that you would give someone for their first dates, their initial interactions with the person that they just met online? online? Yeah. Often what we suggest is they come out with they've been technically they've been chatting (laughs) for the last, you know.
1: A week or two. It's like, show me in yeah. on the notes before I <laughs> yeah. get on this date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So, no, but they, they know, okay, so we talked about this, and this is what was said, and this is what made her laugh, this is what didn't make her laugh, you know, this is where she's sensitive, or he's sensitive, or vice versa, and then uh, and then they talk about that, oh, you really like to watch, uh, you know, shows on Netflix, which show do you really like, oh, I really like, I don't know, the Ozarks, or maybe that Succession show, or, oh, I really liked watching, you know, Big Little Lies, have you seen that, did you see that episode, so just kind of, because we're all isolated right now, so we're all Obviously, watching a lot more uh, TV. So, trying to find content around that that's interesting. And then we always try to dive into the different aspects of our lives. So, yes, work. So, you know, what do you like about what you do? Try to get the goal is to establish a sense of curiosity. Too many of us today are not nearly curious about other people. We just like to talk about ourselves and what we do and how we do it. And that I would argue that comes from a lot of insecurity. But if we can sort of step back and take the time to understand what makes that person who they are, how they got to where they are, find out about that, ask some questions, and dig into your brain to do that. It's not something that we've learned and are very good at, which is so, so unfortunate. We've really gotten kind of crappy at small talk and asking people questions so that they can uh, talk about themselves. And once you get people talking about themselves, they really like you, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you see, a, you know, sports, what did you do for sports? Have do you, still do that? People like to talk about themselves. So finding all the different sort of aspects of their life, that's, uh, that's, so we coach them very specifically for that relationship. Yeah. Guys so your like piece of advice
1: about... is like, you know, ask people and be curious about themselves. Totally. So ask people about themselves. Don't just talk about yourself would be a yeah. to tip.
0: For someone like me who has, you know, a little bit of social anxiety in certain situations, I always say that if you ask someone about themselves, it does it does a lot of the work for you because people will love to tell you about, you know, their success, their ventures, their business. I, I think that's a great tool. And if you're a good listener, you can really bounce Bounce the conversation because Mm -hmm. if you're listening and being genuine, then you'll have tons
1: to say. I would argue though that sometimes I find I have to talk about myself because they literally have nothing nothing else to say, and they're just like asking me questions. I'm like, are we having an 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 interview? interview? Yeah, that's also. (laughs) I got into this. Never spoke to him again. What are some red flags in dating profiles that you see maybe when you're you know trying to find matches for your clients?
0: Oh, that's a great question. So we have a a list of those and actually we're uh, putting up a blog post uh, specifically on that topic. Uh, Right? Yeah. So basically the profile is the first thing that you see, right? So take a look at, you know, did they make an effort to set it up or is it just a bunch of selfies? If you read their bio, look at if they're writing about what they want versus what they bring to the table, right? That's actually a really good pickup line too. Hey, you know, I can. Instead of talking about, hey, I, I'm the hottest guy in Toronto, it's like, I can, you know, if we go out together, we'll have the best walks along the boardwalk and see the best sunsets ever, right? So what can you bring to the table to make that woman feel amazing or vice versa the guy? like, what do you bring to the table versus what you want? Also, a lot of people tend to disappear and then reappear with no plausible explanation. Awesome. Watch for that and don't let them get away with it. It's like, done lots of excuses to avoid phone calls or that, you know, Mm. we're really recommending that initial date is a virtual date. We recommended it even before this whole COVID thing. Make an effort to have that phone call or FaceTime, but avoiding them, that's a flag for sure. Also, um, just as a quick aside, we often suggest that about two weeks should pass before you do that FaceTime or Zoom at a minimum, it should be about 20 sort of texts back and forth. Again, depending on what your goals are, right? Another flag is they like to talk about their exes and all All the other dates went bad. And so mm-hmm. too many women let men get away with that. And that for me is a crazy flag because we think as women, we can fix him. He'll be better because he's with me. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> so Really watch for that. Basically, uh, you know, and also maybe they're just too good to be true. So my question is, hey, can you describe your job in one or two cents? I wouldn't ask it exactly like that. But if the guy or the girl (laughs) can't describe their job in a sentence or two, and or the story changes a ton, then yeah. I would, right. uh, I'd pass on that. So those are some flags for sure. Also, you can watch for a bot. You can do like a reverse image search, right? You know that where you can take a screen grab of somebody's picture, and again, yes. if you're worried that they're a bit sketchy, you can do a reverse image on Google, and then they can you can verify whether they're legit or not.
1: That's important. I think there's, I mean, for women especially, right? When you're like, if you're gonna end up going on a date or meeting up with someone, and you know you don't have a friend spying in the background and yeah. like attending the day, basically, then I think it is yeah. important to make sure. I mean, I've yeah. never really done that. I've been I'm pretty safe. I felt safe in the past, but I think that's important because a lot of people are doing that now.
0: That's why Facetime's
1: leave. important too, right? Because mm-hmm. then you're seeing the person face to face.
0: If they're giving you excuses on why they can't jump on FaceTime, you're a catfish, right? You yeah, like, exactly.
1: Exactly. Point. How about alternatively, like what you look for in chemistry? on these profiles for, you know, potential relationships for women is the guy paying
0: attention is the guy, you know, does he make an effort to take a look at your pictures or comment, you know, you look really great today or like just making an effort again, back to the original point I made about, you know, watching out for red flags. If the guy just talks about what he does and how he does this, as opposed to what he brings to the table and talking about you know how you look great and how you know talking about the other person and showing some curiosity on authenticity then i would argue that's the right guy for you and i again would go back to you think you found the great guy, you found the guy that's going to to listen to you, be curious about you and you know you see sort of little check marks around yes he's supportive, he's thoughtful. Also the way he talks about his mom is really important, believe it or not. That's a really small thing, but if he doesn't have a good relationship with his mom, that's like a minor flag actually. <laughs> My ex. Really? <laughs> ah, there you go but then Uh, isn't a mama's boy a little bit too much yeah so that that's a that's different okay (laughs) there's two sides two sides 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 of of the spectrum there's extremes of that yeah so it's like does he respect his mom like yeah right as opposed to oh my mom's calling like uh right so just like (laughs) versus you know mama's boy you're right you don't want no i gotta go to my mom's to do my laundry that's also a flag Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Well, then also um, as a woman, it's like, you'll never be good enough or you'll never be at that yeah. level of what the yes. mom can bring. to the Yeah. Team. Yeah. I think in your gut, if you think your gut is actually smarter than you think. So if you're like, I don't know, this doesn't feel quite right, then it's probably not right. So just move on. Honestly, it's, I think if you have a strategy and you know what you want and you stick to it and you don't compromise, you keep the cadence light, you keep it smart, you don't like not too many happy emojis, not too many exclamation marks, ah, LOL, then you are going to be more confident. And once you show confidence, then there's going to be more respect. And if there's more respect, you will start seeing the kind of guys that you, you ultimately deserve. And remember, you can never change them for sure. So okay. don't even try. <laughs> Your yeah, that's a that's a main tip because a lot right? of I think a lot of people get caught up in oh, if we if we move to a house things will change. If we have kids things will change. And that's not the case. The, you know, they're who they are, you're who you are and you have to grow together, not yep. thinking yep. that you can change that person. Yeah. Yeah. It might um, change, but don't assume that you can. That's fine. yeah. Yeah don't assumptions. Well that's yeah. another one. You service a wide range of let's say relationship goals. If you are looking for a serious relationship, love, marriage versus if you're just casually dating or maybe you just want to get laid. laid. So you can really service everyone. Yep. We actually, I think that uh, the younger generation kind of knows how to work the system a little bit better. So I do find that we are getting people that are, that have come out of some long-term relationship. Maybe it's two years, maybe it's 20 years. And they're the ones that they're sad inside. They're stressed inside. They've lost some hope. And so they don't know where to start. They don't know how to start. Or they have started and gave up, and so that's uh, typically the kind of group that likes to uh, use our service. Some they don't know how to put a caption on a picture so that it could be clever, right? Or you know, again, back to my example of you know, follically challenged, or maybe you know, just not not the the cover shot kind of person. They don't know how to work with that, so they just kind of hide in the background and hope something happens. But the reality is. The software behind online dating is designed to help you meet people, but it's also designed to keep you there. Um, So we help them work through that, too.
1: I find myself like now kind of feeling like I'm ready to be in a relationship. I think for a while I always said I don't need any like I don't need anyone because I had been in a serious one serious relationship And I felt like it took me, you know, twice as long to get over it (laughs) after Mm. the three years. So I was like, okay, I don't want to have to go through that again. And also I really wanted to work on myself and to like really figure out, you know, my career, what I want and again, be a bit more selfish. But I feel like now I'm finally, you know, like, okay, I see the value in having someone, you know, to stand by your side, to support you as you grow, whether it be in your career or personally. So I personally am kind of in that space where I'm like, okay, I'm, I think I'm ready to like try being serious instead of always just taking everyone, you know, as a joke. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess my question for you is, sorry, let me add in. I also don't really know what I want fully. And like I've read and heard so many things, whether it be on podcasts or whatnot about like, you know, you can manifest your dream partner, like up to like the color of their hair and like their salary. And I'm like, I literally don't really know what I want for all of those things. Like I know some things. I don't know if he needs to have long brown hair or if it's okay that he has like curly brown hair, you know, (laughs) like, I don't know if he needs to like have that like build that like I'm really into like the hockey body or if it's okay that he's like taller and lanky. So for someone who doesn't really know what they want? Like, What would be the first steps that you'd suggest if I'm ready for a relationship? That's a great question.
0: If you don't know what you want, then I think you need to just go and meet a few people and you'll figure it out there. It's like, I definitely don't want that. I definitely don't want that. And I definitely don't want that. But this here and here and here, that works for me. So I don't I focus on that and narrow it down from there, right? It's like I'm pretty sure you know what you don't want, right? Yeah, process of yeah. elimination, <laughs> I guess, right? All of the apps are designed in such a way to basically serve up people that so let's say you like birds and trees and cars and cottages. It's like, "Oh, so do I. We should go out together." Actually, that I'm like, I'm totally like, that's bogus, but, but yeah, basically yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Right. So it says, Oh, Christina or Daniela, they like, you know, these five things and this guy over here, he likes these five things. So boom, that, that, that must be a match. But in fact, that's actually not accurate and it's not the best way. Uh, it's a really faulty assumption in terms of how to find people. Ultimately, if you need to, if you want to find somebody that you will be successful with, they have to have the same sort of macro Emotional mindset. So basically, what I mean by that is, how do you respond to stress? How to respond to people that you love, like you know your parents, for example, or your brother or your sister or your best friend or whatever. And how do you respond to to things like, oh, let's go camping? Oh, yeah, I you know it's an adventure. I try that. I've never done it. I don't love mosquitoes, right? But more like a curious mindset. Oh, we match. Oh, you know, how you approach family, things like that, your approach to life and to curiosity and to adventure or your lack of approach thereof is probably a better match. And if you're open to somebody challenging you, then that's also a good fit versus no, I don't like to be challenged. This is how I do things. Boom. Right. So then just know that versus, oh, you know, I like, you know, those five examples that I use and this guy does too. So therefore we must be awesome. So
1: So it's it's not necessarily uh, connecting like, like it could be like with, you know, the opposite.
0: Yeah. So I know for me, um, I know who I am. I know what uh, sort of defines me and I know where I break. And if that person is with me is okay with that. Awesome. I will be the best partner ever for them because they respect me for who I am. They know they respect me for my faults and love me still for that and i will i will just give back so much more because of that respect so we talked yeah. a little bit about how we can't change a person or expect that a person will change when they're with us i think that when you're looking for a partner and i'm talking to you but also our audience out there is you can change all of the physical things and throughout life, like all the physical things will eventually change. Like the way someone dresses, the way their hair is like the way you can, if they don't, for example, have a skincare routine, like you could literally do that. Like I pluck my boyfriend's eyebrows because I'm like, these need to be, those type of things can be molded. So it's not necessarily something that, I would look for, if I was personally dating, I would look for, like you just mentioned, those macro things because the way that someone thinks is something that you can't change. If someone responds in a way you can communicate to them that, hey, I would maybe rather you respond in this way or in this manner instead of this manner. But the chances of them changing that pattern, it's going to take more time or it's going to you know take a long time. So that would be my personal tidbit of, advice, if I could give dating advice, even though probably I'm not so good at dating. It's just I've been in a relationship for a long time. So I... Hey, I, the fact that, that he lets you pluck means that he really likes you. <laughs> You're good. Well, we're, I can attest to opposite, opposites do attract because my boyfriend and I are the most opposite people, like could not be more opposite. And it seems to be working. So no. it does. There, there must be a, a little truth to opposites do attract. Yeah. And that was actually one of our audience questions that we got in. So we covered that before we could get to it at the end. So I just wanted to sort of describe the, the premise is we lift the hood on all the recommendation engines, right? So we take away, we try to work out that sort of a premise of, uh, you know, sifting people through based on their level of collab- notional collaboration Just like Netflix, you go on Netflix, it's like, geez, I keep getting served up the same thing over and over. And that's because it's the same kind of notion behind Netflix as it is behind OkCupid. (laughs) Really, the collaborative filtering is not working for most people. It's an algorithm and you provide the solution to an algorithm that doesn't work for most people, which is frustrating when you're looking for love. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Even for someone who's just busy, maybe doesn't have the time, but really wants to find that companion, that love, that partner in life, you know, you provide a service and, you know, they get the reward. Yep, they do. Literally, it's like, and so my goal is over time, people go to their friends and they say, hey, you know what? We met using Sift, shift dating because they, they sifted through all the mess and then it was just so much easier. You should totally use them because the other way is just a waste of time. The truth is Match Group owns almost all of the apps that we use today. And so they own the entirety of that backend machine. So you really, it's like, it's upstream the whole way. Well, I should think we that- go to our audience questions. We have some questions I just pulled up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Before we started recording this episode, I asked our audience on Instagram if they had any questions for you. Um, one question that came through was, should I still be asking for girls numbers on dating apps? Or is it something like Instagram now that you could just talk over the app and then eventually maybe ask for their number in the future? So our guidance is after about 20 or 30 sort of back and forth texts or after about two weeks, ask, would it be okay if I got your number or would it be okay if I gave you my number? I'd really love to take this offline. I thought we really had great banter. I'd really like to have a chance to sort of chat with you and then hopefully maybe even meet you one day because I think you're great. Why do you think I'm great? Like, again, get back to being specific. So yes, I think so. Yes. Another question that came through was, if you're looking for a serious relationship, what is the best app to be on? Yeah, good one. Honestly, Bumble is our favorite.
1: Okay. Because it's it har- puts it's, the ball in our court, right? It in does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a little more finicky. It is
0: harder. It is harder, but it is my favorite. eHarmony is my least favorite.
1: I've never used it. So I'll there take you go. your word on that Ooh. and stay away. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: the most expensive. The, they ask the most questions. And yeah. But again, it depends on your relationship goals. So why don't you plug yourself? Let us know where they can find you, your website and your Instagram. Awesome. Thank you. Actually, if you just search shift dating, we come up across all of those. So it'll surface uh, Instagram, it'll surface LinkedIn, and shiftdating.com has uh, pricing. We're super transparent about how we work. We're not like, oh, you know, sign up for this and here's this like behavioral coach type person. It's we're here we're going to help you get through this machine. We're going to set you up and off you go. We're not here to hang on to this uh, relationship forever. You've got to go uh, and, and uh, get yourself going. But yeah, shift dating has the most transparent uh, solution and it's a, there's a method to the madness and we've got it figured out. So thank you.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Anita. And thank you guys for tuning in. You guys, please rate us five stars and don't forget to comment if you love this episode and please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. We post every Wednesday.
0: Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you you next week. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Christina. Ciao. Bye.